We've all heard of the midlife crisis, but I'd like to turn that around and call it the midlife opportunity. Hello and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. I am so excited to welcome our guest today, Michelle Newman. Thank you for joining us. She is the founder of the New Mid Academy, host of the New Mid Podcast, and she's an international life coach. I'm so glad you're with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Robin. I love being here and I love what you're doing. So I'm glad that I can hopefully give value to your community. I'm sure, I'm sure you will. So many of us, including myself, or I don't know what midlife is considered, but I am certainly probably there, maybe a little bit past it, but I had a whole experience of my life where I work for NBC 40, if anyone knows that, who's listening, or the local TV station in Atlantic City, they went off the air about six years ago and I was sort of like a deer in headlights. What do I do now with myself? I, I did this for 30 years. I was on autopilot doing this over and over. And then I had to reinvent and think differently and do something else. And I started this podcast, I work for radio now, but I'm still doing what I love, educating people about health, fitness and living better. So you do this um, with your podcast, with your radio program, but what led you to all this? I'm so glad you asked. Well, you know, it's funny. We have that uh, entertainment in our background together. I worked the last, uh, for over 20 years in the entertainment industry. My last job was vice president of CBS daytime programming and marketing. And so I spent a lot of time in the female midlife women arena. And so we coveted actually 18 to 49 and I was so, when I turned 49, I got really depressed because it made me realize, oh my gosh, I'm about to turn invisible. <laughs> advertisers, you know, that's their sweet 18 to 49 point, right? and the other one's yeah. 25 to 54 as if no one buys anything after the age right. of 54. <laughs> well, it's interesting too, because in daytime, our audience skewed a little bit older, but the advertisers mm -hmm. still really 18 Why to 49. Is that? What's the deal? with that because they feel it. that most people will buy and they'll yes. change their brand that they're still yes. like searching for what their brand is so they can still influence them well they are learning quickly now that we as gen xers as lifers we have some some do re me that we're spending and it's it's nice to see it changing but yes. when i turned 49 i was really depressed and i thought ah I'm turning invisible. I didn't even want a 50th birthday party. Luckily, my mom and my best friend came and surprised me. But it wasn't until I was about 50 and a half. And this is kind of a funny story to have an aha moment. But I was sitting at my daughter. I have two younger daughters, 10 and 12. She was, um, let's see, she was about 10 at that time, my oldest daughter. And she was doing her spring concert. And I started to have a hot flash. And one of the 30-something moms looked over at me and was like, gosh, Michelle, you're getting really emotional. <laughs> and I was like, oh, don't worry, you'll get emotional too in my head. But it was one of those light bulb moments where I realized, you know, she's not seeing me as a midlife woman. She's not seeing me as somebody who would have a hot flash. She's just seeing me as a mom. And that made me realize, wait a minute, you know, we are new. We're a new middle-aged demographic now as Gen Xers. We're not our parents' midlife. So I was like, I was toying around. And so then figuring out my background, I knew the gentleman who owns the local radio stations, Fred, 
And I put a packet together because he didn't have any podcasts at the time. And I, I called him up and I'm like, Fred, I want a meeting. I want to talk to you about something. And he's like, okay, Michelle, come on in. So I went in and I had a whole PowerPoint presentation put together, you know, kind of like what I would have done back in the TV days, yeah, pitching sure. a TV show. And he got to page four and he's like, let's do this. You know, he could see the value of it. So I started the New Mid podcast, which is friendly advice for the New Mid life. And it's been a lot of fun. And I've, I've been able to interview Joan London and Michael Kucher and some really fun, fun guests, but all with the caveat to help make midlife women realize that this is their time to shine. And in doing that, I had one of my mentors who was, who was watching me say to me, you know what, Michelle, what would that be like if not, you didn't only do a podcast, but if you also became a life coach for midlife women, because you were so passionate about it. And it was just like, you are absolutely right. That's what I want to do because I want women to feel empowered. I mean, in midlife, we have all this experience, right? You have all the experience from your past jobs that you've done. Sure. We kind of realize now, right? You don't want to put up with any of that. You you can't fool us anymore. You know, <laughs> we've gone through the ups and downs, but we still have so much to give. We still want to grow and learn. We are still climbing. We're not over the hill. And so that's why I want to empower women and make them feel how special they really are. And I'd like to say, you know, we give everybody for, we take care of everybody else. Yes. You know, we give everybody the whole cookie, you know, when you're handing out cookies and there's the whole nice cookies and there, there's some that are kind of mangled and we're like, oh, we'll take that one. Well, you know what? It's our time now to eat the whole cookie. I like it. That's great. It's, uh, I love that analogy. That's wonderful. And it's true because, and I've talked about this for many years, but as I've gotten older, I even realize it more that women are sort of the center of the family and kind of take care of all of that stuff. I mean, I don't want to be sexist, but let's face it. Let's be truthful about it. Women still handle a lot of that stuff. I mean, I'm the one taking my kids to the doctor and doing all of that. And it does feel many times that, and especially if you have a full-time job, you're being pulled in so many different directions and there's not enough time for you. And when you get into a certain time in your life, maybe the kids are grown, maybe they're out of the house at a certain point, you start to think about what do I want? What is good for me? And I think a lot of people had that realization over COVID. We had a lot more time to think about things. We weren't running here and there all over the place like we normally do in our regular lives. There were some, as horrible as it's been, some good aspects of it because I had an opportunity to have some dinner with my kids who are now in college and they were around, they were home, and I spent that kind of time with them. So there are some positives of this whole thing that we've had a chance to really think, where are we going? What are we doing in our lives? And have you found that with many of your clients? Yes. You know, they finally want to live the life that they've always wanted to live. And they might not exactly know what does that look like? You know, how am I creating it? But they, they're tired of being tired. They want the energy. They want to enjoy life. And so I always talk about, okay, let's figure out where, what is the ideal scenario? Let's paint it. Let's talk about what, what do you, what is your health like? What is your wealth like? What are your relationships like? And then let's act as if let's act like, okay, 
I'm going to show up how I imagine I want to be. And then there are just key little, little tips that you can do mm-hmm. to help get you there. And it really, a lot of it, it, it really begins in your mindset because what you're thinking about situations, how your circumstances are, how someone talks to you, how someone treats you, it all depends on how your mindset is. And, and, you know, you talked about COVID and I, my Facebook feed, and I don't know if yours was like this, but I had two pretty distinct groups. Like I had the group that was really grouchy. Like they were yeah. like, this is miserable. Yeah, exactly. And then I had the other group that literally I watched someone remodel their entire house. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, look at how cool the, the bathroom is. Same exact circumstance that the entire world was facing. Totally different mindset. Yes. And you can apply that with everything. And that's what I think the women in midlife are starting to realize is like, you know what? Hey, I either don't want to put up what I've been putting up with, or you know what? I need a little more help. Or you know what? It's actually okay for me to think about me now. So it's really an empowering time. And I love that. And so I think that we have more um, tenacity, you know, and it's, it's, we also are realizing, you know what, it's kind of cool to collaborate with other women. It's kind of cool to like lift other women up because I, a lot of times those who have been through the corporate world, climbing that corporate ladder, I mean, we were, we were kind of, okay, you know, I had to pull a few knives out of my back, you know? (laughs) Yes. We all know about that. Yes. Right. But now in midlife, it's kind of like, you know, okay, who do I know how I, you know, to help you out? And it just feels, isn't that great? You know, I have to say collaborative with this podcast, people will, I'll talk to them like we did before we started recording and just, oh, I know somebody and I can send you someone and we'll, we'll share ideas and that sort of thing. It's been very enlightening for me. I really love that other women. I mostly interview women. I talk to some men as well, but I guess it's because I'm a female. I I tend to gravitate towards other females who are like-minded like I am. And I just have been so thrilled with that because I really didn't see a lot of that as I was maybe in my 30s or even my 40s, but I'm starting to see a lot of that now. And a lot of the people I interview are, you know, in their 50s or um, midlife, as we call it. So it is very interesting to see how women help each other these days and and so great. And so when you're working with, um, you, you have this new mid academy, how exactly does that work? What are you doing with people? How did you go through training to do that? Well, you know, it's uh, thank you so much for asking about the Academy, because one of the things that is so amazing about the Academy are the women inside it. And, you know, now that we are in midlife, we need that camaraderie, that sisterhood and through COVID more than ever. And so it's great because being around like-minded people, who you surround yourself with, are you surrounding yourself with people who are learning and growing and wanting to expand their minds and do new, exciting things? Or are you around people who are always complaining, who always blame others, who are kind of that victim mentality? And so that's why it's important that you are inspired, that you have mentors, that you have people who are going on their own journeys, but yet want to lift each other up. And that's what the Newman Academy is. We are learning techniques on how to better our lives, how to set really good habits, because you're 
behavior, who you are, is really a culmination of your habits. So digging deep down into that, what is your identity? What is your Mm self-image? How do you project yourself into the world? How are you showing up? How are you intentionally living your life? Do you set a daily intention every day? What is your morning routine? You know, and and it's funny because a lot of the experts out there that are the gurus, that are billionaires and all of that, they have the 5 a.m. club, right? They've been doing this for many, many years. And so it's like, why can't we do it? Why can't us midlife women do that? Get our minds in the right place to have a really productive and a great day. And you know what? Your mind is a muscle. It's something you constantly have to be working on. It's not a one and done. It's not like, you know, okay, I'm going to do some bicep curls and I don't ever need to do them again. No, <laughs> if only. Constantly if only. Have to, right? How nice that would be. Yes. <laughs> and that's the same with your mind. Exactly. Yes. So when you work with people, is it one-on-one? Is it online? Is it in person? How do you do it? Well, that's a great thing about the Academy, because when I was putting the program together, I wanted not just a membership where it was like, okay, we're a group and we're going to all meet together. The Academy is wonderful. It does meet every single week on Tuesdays via Zoom. Um, My international clients, we meet on Mondays, but um, via Zoom, it's for an hour. And every month there is a topic that we're going to go over. So like, for instance, in September, our topic was habits. So we really dug deep into that. And then we also read a book that corresponds with it. So we read the Badass Habits by Jen Serino. And the thing that's so great is she actually pulls stuff from Think and Grow Rich, The Big Leap, Atomic Habits. Of course, she's not going to say I got this from there, but she has her own twist on it. And she has a great way of presenting the material. So everybody was laughing and enjoying it. That's fun. yeah, it's a little it's book club, really but fun. you're learning. Yeah. You're learning something that you can use. Yes. Exactly. And then I'll bring experts in. And like for instance, you know, we're midlife women. So I brought in a vagina coach. <laughs> yes. Am I allowed to say that? Yes, we're not on we're yes. not on the air. Oh no, even you can <laughs> say it on the air. I checked oh, with my radio <laughs> station just to let you know it's okay. We're, we're not gonna get it. It is a body part. <laughs> it is. But I did check. It's okay to say that on air. But, you know, so and I've had people who I've had um, Laura Langmeyer, who is the millionaire moneymaker, who she's like has everyone thinking different about their assets, about their generational wealth and, and how to raise your kids thinking about money. You know, I've had Dr. Allian, who's an Ayurveda. So she brings in not only the Western, but the Eastern medicine. So some of the guests have been incredible. I had Dr. Leslie on, who she wrote a book, How to Help Your Aging Parents. You know, because we are in that, you know, yes. how, do you talk, oh, yes. how do you talk to your parents mm-hmm. about taking away their car? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so I'm going to give you a good tip on this. When you're having to deal with your elderly parents, don't tell them what they have to do, ask them. Mm. They have thoughts, they have opinions, but when you start telling them what they have to do, you're making them feel less. You're not respecting Mm -hmm. their wishes and their wants. And by asking them questions, you can continue to ask them to get the answers you want. Yes. And then when they answer the way you want them to, it's a collaborative it's, it's so much better. You're not pushing them. That. You're pulling them. You're right. not, you're not, you got to do this. You got to get rid of the car or whatever it is. 
I know. And that's a very touchy topic because I've interviewed people about that. Uh, and it's, you know, people that run um, either in-home facilities or they uh, they come into your house, you know, to, they have uh, caretakers or where you might go to like a retirement community. And it is not an easy thing, especially you know, asking your parents to to give up some of their freedom. And, you know, we put yourself in their shoes. I always say right. this is a kind of a funny thing, but whatever age you are, you were every age before that. So when you might look at somebody and see them as an older person, they see themselves as when they were a kid and when they were in their 20s and 30s and 40s. They have a history. They're not right. just that old person. Right. And sometimes we tend to judge somebody just, you know, by their appearance and, oh, they're an older person. But they, they have thoughts and opinions and ideas just like everyone else and unfortunately in this country we, we don't respect it as much as we should right. we're going off topic but that is well true. no we the other really... thing too though is like in in midlife us women we have so many balls that we're juggling right we have so many things i can tell you there was a day i'm not kidding you i was signing my dad up for senior daycare right because my mom needs a break my dad has a little he's he has dementia which uh -huh. is really tough it's yes, hard yes and it's a lot on my mom so i found a facility that is literally a daycare for seniors with the on the beginning signs of dementia so i was on the computer signing him up for that as soon as i finished that I had to then go on the computer and sign my daughter up for field hockey. <laughs> <laughs> the so, sandwich you know, generation. I mean, yes. You are the sandwich generation. You're kind of in thing. between. Yes. And so, so I always tell my clients, give yourself grace. Give yourself grace because you are juggling a lot of different balls. And also the other thing is when you can, get help bring in your siblings, bring in your spouse. If your kids are old enough, they can do their own laundry, you know, get them set up. You don't have to do everything. Yes, you very, can very delegate. good tips. And it's a lot of times so when your kids are younger, you've just gotten used to doing all those things. My daughter's 18 right. now. She should be doing her own laundry, but guess who still does it, right? <laughs> guess who does their laundry think... at 10 and 12? Oh, my daughter, my daughters it. do their own. Well, I need you as a coach just for that. <laughs> <laughs> just to help me get somebody to do the laundry with me. But, you know, she's, I, I, I try to help her out, I guess, a little bit. She just started college. So that's a big change in her oh, life. Well, so I'm sort I'm of sure when, a little bit I'm of sure I'll be getting my daughters coming home from college with big laundry. Oh, baskets, I'm sure. thrilled to be able to do that. <laughs> and I can't right? wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still got to get through braces and, and, and car insurance. Well, you're, so. you're in that other phase. I just got through that. So I'm, I'm in the next phase right now. But yeah. wherever you are in your life, I still think as women, we need to really think a little bit more about ourselves, our own needs, what we love to do, and try to find time to fit it in. That's a big mantra of mine. You know, we sometimes make time for silly things. I wouldn't say silly, but we, we don't always realize that there's more time in the day than than there is. You know, we, we think, right. oh, you know, we're so jammed in here and there, but we can squeeze it in, maybe get up a little bit earlier, as you right. said, right. get a little fitness in, or just find that extra hour whatever it might be to just find a little time to chill or relax. That's just as important as exercise and everything it else. Is. Well, it's so important to give yourself just an extra half hour in the morning before everybody wakes up so that you can get your intention set for the day. 
You can, you know, drink your warm lemon water. That's the first thing you should drink in the morning um, because you, it goes in acidic, but it goes into your gut as alkaline. So it really helps replenish your organs and everything after they've been sleeping. You're like, you're talking to the choir lady. Yeah, so, that's awesome. So after you drink your, your warm lemon water, you set an intention for the day. You give yourself some mind space. Give yourself maybe... If you can't do it for five minutes, do it for 10, 10 minutes just to breathe. Like there's these different type of breaths, like Panayama breathing you can do. Just get yourself and then stretch a little bit. We really need to make sure that we stretch and then we take care of our posture. And if you just do those simple things. Yes. And you are preaching to the choir. Day. I love all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it will set your yes. day straight. So it's, it's, it's amazing how just that tiny tweak can make a huge difference. I and then the other thing, one time my called- other caveat really quick is getting seven to eight hours sleep. Oh, and so many people don't. And so many people don't. I am a night owl. So that's something that I've been working on because I really, I come awake at night. I always, always was like that, even as a kid. So that's when I'll work on my computer at 11 o'clock at night. I'm coming up with great ideas. And then the next morning I'm like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> so that's definitely have to shift it a little bit, but you know, we all are a work in progress, as I say, no, no one is perfect. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to get there, but no one, no one has it all figured out. I don't care if you're the no. most beautiful, if you're the richest celebrity, no one has it all figured out. No one has it all together. There's something, I always see these celebrities and everyone thinks, oh, they're so perfect. They might not have a good relationship with their kids or their parents, or they, they're getting divorced, or there's something going on in their lives that isn't just great. And, you know, just because they have all this external stuff that we see, it's not always perfect. We can't live up to that ideal. We have to do what's best for us in our world. So, uh, you have also, uh, be, because of the fact that you are this life coach, you were trained in this. What kind of training did it take to become a life coach? Well, it's interesting that you asked me that because it's, I don't have an actual certification. And a lot of people, you know, are like, oh, what's the certification? And it's interesting because there will be people out there that can give a life coach certification and it might not really mean what you think it means. So for me, I, and I'm a big studier. So I went into study mode before I did this and I spent thousands of dollars and thousands of hours studying the gurus in life coaching. So when it was interesting, when the pandemic hit, some of the really big coaches like the Tony Robbins, the Dean Grazades, um, the Pete Vargas's, the JJ Virgin, you know, I can go on and on. They were giving their courses for free. So guess what I did? I jumped in and I took advantage and wrote and studied as much as I possibly could. And then I hired a coach to help me coach. <laughs> so I, love that. I paid a ton of money to get a coach to help me coach. That was you then, remodeling your house. That was the time yes, you spent. Yes, exactly. I love exactly. It. And I have a coach now. So I think it's important to learn and to grow and to constantly, you know, um, check in to see if things are working. And I have to say, I am so blessed. I have a 100% retention rate with my academy. I have amazing clients. And I think one of the things that has been so, I talked about this earlier, but the camaraderie, the sisterhood, the, you know, collaborations, 
um, they, it's exploding. It's amazing what's happening in the group with that, because I will lead them to the water. I will give them the lessons, the worksheets, the books to study. You know, um, we do different courses where I, I might one week, I might do a lot of the talking. And then the next week they're actually working in the session. Like I have them doing a lot of work themselves. So eat, it, it, it's just really gelling. And again, I talk about everything we need to worry about in midlife, everything from your elder parents to your body, to your vagina, to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to your relationships, to, you know, how you are with yourself, because really it's all about your self-identity, your self-love, your self-image. And that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're like not good the way you are right now. I mean, when you're working on yourself, it's not, it's not throwing away who you are. It's just peeling some of the layers away to be your more authentic self and just a better, more magnified version of that. A better you. Why not? Yeah. I love all of that. And if someone listening would like to participate, talk to you, learn more about your program, where can they reach you? Well, I love that because I'm all about getting results. So I would love to, to hear from you. You can reach out to me. Everything I'm at is the new mid. So I have the new but especially I have a wonderful big um, group, Facebook group, the new mid private Facebook group. I would love for you to join there. Or you know what? You can reach out to me, email me, michelle at thenewmid.com. I'd love to talk to you. Couldn't or I'm also easier. on Instagram, the new mid. I have a lot of good tips on my Instagram too that you can come look on up. Look that. up the new mid and you're out of the Washington area or yeah, Maryland, uh, Maryland area. Yes. Yep. Okay, yep. great. So yep. you're not far from us here in Jersey. So, well, we thank you so much for joining us today. I learned a lot. First time we ever said the word vagina on one of my podcasts. <laughs> uh, so that's a new one for me. But, you know, as we said, it is a body part, so you can talk about that. And you're helping women, you're helping women in my age group, your age group to just become better versions of themselves. So that's, that's what it's all about. Michelle yeah, Newman. Yes, thank thank you, you so much, Robin. Thank you, Michelle Newman, the new mid. And thank you for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Don't forget to subscribe so I can keep you posted on my most recent episode. Until I see you next time, please stay safe and keep living well.